0: Well, hey there everybody uh, welcome to uh this week's iteration of the two loud Adams podcast
1: indeed we are loud and there are two of us that's right
0: and uh we uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week uh we got two uh pretty pretty good pretty pretty something games uh to talk about uh both unfortunately yeah, lost. good is in gonna... the eye of the beholder that's right we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the good and some of the bad from those games uh we're gonna break them down uh just analyze it and talk about some of the players and uh, some of the performances. And yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're looking to, we got a lot of stuff to cover. We're, we're going to jump into uh, some of the drama maybe around the league. And of course, we're going to get into an academy spotlight. We're going to talk about the young kids and, and some of the kids that DC uh, is focused on, uh, you know, as we do each week. So yeah, let's, let's get right into it. So we're going to start with, uh, since the last time we We spoke to everybody out here. Uh, We had just yeah, we were riding the the
1: high of our first uh, win against the New York Red Bulls too.
0: Yeah, it turns out uh, not as significant now that uh, got brought a little bit back down to earth, but that's okay. Um, So we we traveled up to the new stadium out in Louisville City. Their brand new spankin' stadium that is, uh, I think they're filling to a third capacity or something. Probably, you know, this is nothing against our fans or anything, but you are know, probably gonna be the largest group of fans that we play in front of all season just because of the capacity and allowances that USL has and individual ordinances that you know that go by each town. Mm-hmm. So so we've traveled up there. Um the the name of the stadium of course is escaping me and Lynn Family Stadium. Uh, there you go. What was it again?
1: Lynn Family Stadium.
0: Lynn Family Stadium. I'm sure the Lynn family is very proud of that stadium. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful stadium. Um it's Got to be the largest stadium in the USL, Uh, but
1: yep, sixty-five million dollars for it apparently. Oh, that's all. Okay, good deal. It's uh,
0: <laughs> pocket change. Um, so At yeah, that well, rate, that's uh, <laughs> uh, we we aspire. There's something to aspire to right there. Aspires, uh, yes. They, you know, I I don't probably do my research a little better. They may be one of those teams that's uh, making that 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 trip up to the MLS in the coming years. I know St. Louis is doing that. <laughs> Uh, of course we know uh we had a really good relationship with the folks out in Nashville and they recently did that and uh performed uh, all right in the MLS's back tournament but right. we're not going to talk about MLS guys we're going to talk about USL and we're going to talk about Loudon so yep. diving into that Louisville game um what what were your thoughts man what, right off the bat what, give me your overarching
1: well i thought they made a lot of good strides forward, like literally you had, and you had a Mustafa. You had, uh, um, you had, uh, the other attacking midfielders. They were, they were getting all kinds of, uh, good looks. The problem is that they just were not finishing. And, uh, it's, and unfortunately it's been a theme that's been plaguing the team this whole, uh, this whole season so far. Uh, meanwhile, Louisville City basically did to us what we kind of did to New York in the previous game. Yeah, first scoring it near the end of the first half, and then again in this, and then again uh, in the second half.
0: Yeah, finishing us off right there. Yeah, you know, the first thing I hate the first thing I want to say is to be a piece of criticism, and it's not. I you know I'm not going to tell a professional how to do their job. The first, the first thing I of course that jumped. Uh, To my attention, and of course the commentator's uh, attention, was uh, the decision to to leave only five bodies on the bench. And no goalkeeper. There was no goalkeeper. Um, You know, we haven't seen Lorenzo Gordon. uh, We haven't seen him in action yet this season. Who knows? We may get that opportunity. We don't know where our big, French, tall uh, goalkeeper is.
1: Yeah, um, Simon Lefebvre has been kind of in witness protection, I swear.
0: Maybe. Who knows? But, he, yeah, we, we don't know what the deal is there. And so maybe we do see Lorenzo. But I don't know if he didn't travel with the team. Maybe he got injured in warm-up. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they have the, the excuse of the you know, the bus trip, not being able to fit everybody. I don't, we, we don't know the details. And I think that that's okay. We don't need to know the details. I'm sure there's a good reason
1: also, uh, I, I just want to make a quick correction. I meant Elvis Amo, not Endor, because Endor didn't play in that game. I'm, he didn't play. He wasn't even
0: on the bench. That was going to be another criticism. That was uh, another thing. That's right. Yeah, there were there were a couple of big names not on that bench um, that were all confusing. Uh, Martinez had a really good game against New York Red Bulls too, and he wasn't on the bench. Um, of course, Endor wasn't on the bench, and there were a couple of others, I believe, too. You know, with that said, though, there was lots of positives, right? You know, we. Louisville City is a team that the last 3 or 4 years they have been in the USL Championship final. This is a a team with pedigree. They know yeah. what they're doing and I get that maybe the story of the East right now is that they haven't been playing up to par, maybe to the standard that they would expect. Of course they're still well in the mix and I believe in second place um with not a ton to mm-hmm. worry about uh, in their group but you know, we I think we played them well. We just made mistakes. You know, we, we didn't we didn't finish um I think one of the shining lights of the team uh was Fawole, Josh Fawole's uh, first professional start.
1: Yeah. Kudos to that guy. He's been a real workhorse uh, off the bench for the this team and it was good to see him get the starting job.
0: Yeah, he and he would press the defense. He would create problems. Um, and he, he would create opportunities. Um, you know, I, I think that we, he's one of those he's, – he's a striker, right? So, once he finds the net, he'll keep finding the net. I think that yeah, yeah. – you know, he, he's not falling for the offside traps. He's making the right time runs. He's, he's obviously been practicing um, those balls that are coming over the top from, from, from your guy, Ammo. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, again, the Swiss Army Knife. We'll, we'll continue to refer to him in that way, the Swiss Army <laughs> Knife of the team. But um, he's right, – right he's been, he's, he looks potent. He just looks like, he, you know, and the, not a criticism, but you know, the truth of the matter is that, you know, he's, he is a striker and we're, and we're not finishing at this point, but we could say that about a lot of our, uh, yeah. a lot of our guys up top. Uh, and, I, and I think that they will, we know Endor has the capability and Fawole was a draft pick for DC United. So they wouldn't have spent yeah. the time or the draft pick on him if they didn't know, if they, you know, they, they knew that he was putting goals in left and right, like Loyola, I believe. Right.
1: Yeah, play all of Maryland, up in Baltimore, I
0: believe. There you go. Okay. It's so he's a local right? guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, another a shining light, I think, <clears throat> on the attacking side at least, uh, was, was Cairo. You know, I think yeah. you know, he's one of those one of those players that just kind of changes the dynamic of the game anytime he's in, you know, and, and he came off of the bench, is that right? He didn't it, get the start. He came off
1: the bench, and he was the first sub in the 25th minute after uh, Massimo Farin went down with an ankle injury. It was a non-contact one. It also kept him out of the of the game afterwards. That's right. We'll, that is- we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's uh, recovering well because uh, it's because you know he was one of our more motivated uh, attackers, Farin. But uh, having said that, almost he you just exploded off the bench, it was. I might be skipping ahead a bit here, but he was honestly my uh, player, my man of the match on Loud side. How he just he took charge. He made some great. He was making great runs, and uh, he did more than just fill in for Farin. Uh, yeah, and, with his, and- uh, ability.
0: And you, you hate to see that, right? That's one thing, uh, you know, I think that's going to be a, a constant conversation, right? Because Massimo played very well in the games that he has been in, but yeah, there's not, no contact injuries. The second they happen, they are, as a fan, as a coach, uh, probably as a parent, you know, I mean, everybody, they're scary, right? They, they, yeah. can, they can be, um, they tend to be the more serious type. Uh, so we, we certainly hope he's fine. Um, yeah. And not to skip ahead myself, but obviously him not being included in the lineup or, or anything. Uh, I didn't even see him at the stadium uh, against Pittsburgh. I think is telling that we should probably expect him to be out for some time. Um, yeah. Best he, wishes, or, Massimo. Yeah. So w- hopefully we get him back, uh, you know, but, but we'll, we'll continue to move forward. I think we got a lot of attacking options, even in, in his absence. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so yeah, let's see here. W- what else we got? We got a, uh, I think, so we'll jump right into the man of the matches. I think that, you know, although yeah. I, I love, I'd love to break, continue to break down the Louisville city game. I think that the Pittsburgh game is fresh on our minds. Yeah. Um, it, it just happened. And it was the first home game. It was a group F game for a lot more reasons. It's just a little more raw. Um, Not that we don't want to talk about Louisville. I, again, I think we played Louisville. Well, I think there was lots of bright spots. Yeah. Um, There's lots of confusing things. You know, I, I think that, I think our performance was a far cry from what it was when we saw them play in New York Red Bull too, where it was just a, it was a situation where everybody just, they knew their roles. They had their jobs. They did their jobs. It was a very uh, Bill Belichick looking, you know, coach team in that sense where it was just do your job. Nothing needs to be fancy, but execute. And everybody did. Um, we got a scrappy goal from TKD. We loved that. Uh, And and this, this just wasn't, there was a couple gaps missing. Um, Maybe we were buzzing still, but, um,
1: and also loud and just, you know, they were often sitting, being forced to sit back in their own end. Thankfully they managed to keep, uh, managed to keep Louisville from getting too many shots off. Unfortunately, the ones they did get off, uh, they ended up in the back of the net two out of three times. So. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I know it's, that's the thing is that
0: we're, we're, we're letting them in. Um, even though we're not letting a lot of shots come off, but that's, that's okay. Um, So, you know, on this man of the match, I, I think that he, although I didn't give him the man of the match, I think that Cairo had probably the best performance, but he came off the bench. So you got to you got to grade him with a little bit of a curve. That's probably not fair. Don't hate me, Cairo, but uh, you just got one. So calm down. Um, so, you know, and, and even also nobody wants I'll say this over and over again, but nobody wants the man of the match for a loss. Right. Nobody wants to remember yeah. that. But my, my man of the match, though, I had was was Tyler Gabar. And, and so for a lot of reasons. Um, like Josh, it was his first professional start, which is – that's cool. That's awesome, right? That's it's yeah. great. Kudos, um, Tyler. But, yeah, it absolutely kudos. He, so he, they, the lineup was announced, and, and they had him in this attacking role. And I was I – was, there were was so many reasons to scratch your head at the beginning of that game. And I'm thinking to myself, what is he doing? I thought he was yeah. more an offensive midfielder. Um, there were a and, lot of
1: weird uh, roster decisions in that game, but well, we've already were, gone over that. Let's not repeat it.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, maybe they were Are the right. We're going to be, we're gonna
1: spend. The, we can spend the rest of the episode talking. about that, Honestly.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the Gabara one. I thought. Well, maybe I just don't know where he plays. That's totally reasonable. You know, we don't have a lot of information on on all these players. Um, but I know he's slotted in in a, in a more a deeper midfield role. Mm -hmm. So in in the, and the game started up and, and he looked at times a little lost. Like he started, you know, he would create plays and then he would go back and and make a a bad tackle, you know, a sloppy tackle or get caught up and passes would start moving the ball forward. And there'd be this big gap of empty space. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he, this is, he's not comfortable in that spot. Then as he started to kind of get the pace, especially when after that 20 minute mark, when Cairo came on and there was that other really speedy threat on the other side and, and it, and it kind of balanced things mm-hmm. for him to be able to distribute the ball in different ways. And he had a little more freedom of maneuver to kind of hit toward the wings himself. And suddenly he became just, he was just everywhere. He he just started to rule the pitch. Um, every attacking play came through him. That wasn't just a, you know, a ball over the top searching for Cairo. And it was, it was awesome to see that progression where he started rough and, and just kind of sandpaper filed down a bit and, and you know was the refined piece and uh yeah quite fun to watch as the game went on
1: oh yeah that's uh an interesting point but yeah to see especially that's another thing you're gonna, gonna see with Loudon is that a lot of these uh people who are either fresh out of the academy or still technically in the academy they might be listed as one position or another but they're still trying to figure out where it is that they play the best i mean we had i mean we've got. Um, player that's you know mostly featured as a wing back in the academy but the official roster puts him as a forward maybe he'll show up later but uh we don't know until we see them finally at yeah. the pitch
0: well and i think that when you're so young right you know you're you don't know what position you are you know like there's goalkeepers yeah. and then there's everybody else right like and even the goalkeeper. <laughs> There's not many uh, short yeah. goalkeepers out there, so it's a pretty easy way to to, to yeah. f- decide. Not everyone can is. be Nick Raimondo after all. Well, yeah, you know, you've got the you know <laughs> talking about the pros. You know, the, the other the yeah. the, 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 the full on you know like the Edersons from Man City. He's not very tall, you know. Like, even, you know, even Colin Miller may not look super tall, but he he's got to be at least six three, six four. Um, yeah. he he, um, you know, I've had the 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 pleasure of standing beside him and speaking with him, and uh, he's he's. Good bit taller than me, so um, I, I trust him in gold more than I trust myself. I'll put that put it that way.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: <So>. okay. Uh, <laughs> let's
1: move on to the let's move on to the game that's a little more fresh yeah, in our minds, where they uh, the um, it was a little, felt a little more disappointing to me. Uh, the Loudon versus uh, Pittsburgh River Rounds. though I guess maybe not as disappointing as you know considering how Pittsburgh just absolutely stomped uh, other teams in this group. I think we got off light considering. <laughs> Having said that, it, I guess personally I was a bit disappointed by the performance in that it felt like they just – the uh, they they really had some good runs. There were all these chances, like even yeah. more so than the Louisville City game. You had a Mustafa, you had a Nduri, you had a Mo. They were all making these runs and, yeah. and just – Coming, but none of them were actually going in the net. Well, and yeah,
0: and so to your first point, it hurts for lots of reasons, right? First and foremost, home opener. Yeah, that you know, too. We, you know, it, it, it's, it's the home. You know, it's what we've been waiting for, right? We, we wanted to be back at Segre. We wanted, a, you know, a taste of normalcy with, with everything that's going on in the world right now. We, and, and and not to say we didn't get that. You know, we got, we got. It was great. It was. We, had, we already had fun time. But you you're right. You know. We knew we were up against a very good team, <clears throat> a team that is in the conversation right now for best in the East, you know, in that conversation with Indy and, and Tampa Bay Rowdies and yeah. uh, who else? I think North Carolina is probably in that conversation as well. Yeah. Um, you can say maybe Louisville, but, you know, these are yeah. teams. Look, man, nobody's, nobody's expecting us to win those games, but, you know, we, we thought maybe put some energy behind the guys. And I'll tell you, we outplayed them for good large chunks. And, and Bob lilly has got, you know, he is a strategy master. He, he has never missed the playoffs. uh, Bob Lilly being Pittsburgh's uh, coach. Yeah. And yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, it's tough. There there was, there was, there was good.
1: I I was was looking at them, you know, the first 20 minutes of the game and there was like one of these, and I was thinking to myself, one of these has got to go in. Meanwhile, and then unfortunately they just raced the other side of the pitch. they, picked a, the few times that the Loudon defense broke down Dos Santos and Fernandez each scoring a goal between the seventh and 11th minutes respectively of the game. Yeah.
0: Those two early goals. And it takes out of yourself. And but the you other know,
1: thing that kind of broke, sorry to interrupt, but oh, yeah, yeah, the other thing that kind of broke th- that it might've broken the Loudon's back in that game was Martinez just getting himself into foul trouble, which resulted in well, a double yeah. yellow by the end of the first half.
0: I want I want to talk about that in a second too because that yeah. I want to want to unpack that. That's, there's more there, but but let's yeah, let's 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 yeah, go. Let's um, go back to the earlier point. Yeah. So you know, first of all, they came out strong. They came out wanting to dominate possession and wanting to really kind of control the control the pace of the game and and their midfield looked uh, you know off the bat their midfield looked, looked much more poised than ours. Um, they looked more capable, and, and they were getting balls in in uh, eerie places, but then. So were we, you know, we had the first shot on goal, although it was a tight angle for an indoor to find and it was across the goal. And I don't think the majority of professional keepers are going to be troubled too much by it, but Hey, look, we were, we were there, you know, they got that, that first goal and a had another clear opportunity. You know, he had an, an, an opportunity it came to his feet and in the attacking area and, and you see Cairo making this screaming run down the right and you, yeah. everybody's like, Hit him, hit him on the run. And then Endor finds, barrels his way
1: through. He somehow, tries to and, do it himself.
0: Yeah, it, he finds a way through and it balls back at his feet. Next thing you know, he's ripping this shot away, like just outside the six and it's yeah. in the side netting. And like, you, you, you can't, you, you, it's like you're writing a movie. I mean, like, it's, it's he punches the ground. I mean, you can see the turf pellets fly up. Yeah, I life. saw that. that I yeah. could
1: see the emotion on his face there.
0: And that's my seat was right there, right by yeah. that goal. So I and I could, oh, I I, I felt it. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. But, um. but also
1: on also, I don't know. It might just be speculation on my part, but I think that's what led Mustafa to uh, most of the game try to be the hero himself when he got the ball uh, on the end, on the opposing third when he tried yeah. he tried to do it himself. And for better or worse, um, unfortunately, it didn't work out in the end.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I I think that there needs to be, and and they'll get there, you know, a little bit more trust in everybody um, on that field, you know, and that that first goal that we let in, um, you know, it's, it's, man, it's tough, right? But, that ball goes in the air and it, it sits up there for two, two and a half seconds, man. It, it is, it's a lofty yeah. ball, plenty of time. Uh, you know, I think, I think Colin made a lot of great decisions that game, um, made some good saves. Yeah.
1: And, that and first, yeah but that first goal, goal, goal with the uh, Dos Santos just went right between his legs. And uh, I mean, so, he, Miller did what he could, but that was, you know, kudos to Dos Santos. That was just amazing skill.
0: Well, so I was gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm here. We're we're gonna not see eye to eye on this. I think. Oh. So I I think again. What I was saying was I think Colin did a lot right in that game, but I think that was not right. I think ball sits up there in the air for that long. It you know it it comes dropping down into the box. Now mind you, you know they put that ball in a place. I don't know if our defense is sitting high or what, but you know we keep having these balls come over the top that are just like high yeah. school level. You know, screeching over the top balls, and and they're finding speedy kids and getting behind our defense and it's mad because yeah. that's how how we continue to let balls in but either, either way so this particular mm-hmm. one though but yeah it is difficult
1: because at that point you have to think okay do i trick him into going offside or do i stay with him oh, because yeah. i'm gonna get burned
0: well yeah the offside strap is is difficult but this particular one was was into it was lofted into the box and i gotta say you know, I'm, again, I, I'm not one to tell a pro, a pro keeper what to do, but Colin's got to get that. He's got, he's got to get that. That's gotta yeah. be his. He's got to own it. And he comes out to it and because he comes out to it and then decides not to go after it, he's exposed. And and he makes that, he makes that finishing shot, even though I, I recognize it's a Meg, but he makes that finishing shot 10 times easier. Um, and, yeah. and unfortunately you could see the frustration on the defense after the goal. You could see it on, on Colin. Colin knew what he did. You, you know, he had nobody to blame. Um, but yeah. that's that's unfortunate, man. That that can that can set the pace.
1: Yeah, you got a good point on that one.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know it's what it is. But like yeah. you know what, man, we're we're all gonna make mistakes, man. You know that's mm-hmm. that's how it is. So you know you shake it off, and and then again you get Endor in there, and he has that little that solo effort. Um, and it hurts. It hurts to watch him miss, and it hurts to to, to feel him, you know, and do that, and. So, so, we continue to chug on, and, and then we got that next goal, which is another ball over the top, um, and you got number fourteen i don 't remember his name, but he, whatever, whatever he uh, it's like his like sixth or seventh assist of the season, some gross amount like that, but <laughs> he he just lifts it you know and he just puts it in your post and it 's one of those things shane is is forced out of position and and out to that side to go defend that, and nobody's covering the near post guy're they 're behind him he 's not goal siding uh, it just, he has this, it's, it's a fancy little flicking, yeah. nothing, there's nothing Colin can do about that. You know, there's nothing, um, other than just punch the air. Like I'm sure he did. Um, at that point my hands were in my, on my face. And so I did, wasn't watching, but yeah. yeah. So, uh. you know, th- that again, as if this is a movie script, right. That is followed almost immediately by a, a great ball over the top. I think it came off of the foot of uh, of Elvis, and um, it, it's, it's looking – comes over the top, and, and it finds Endor, and he's got a one-on-one with the keeper. And there's just nobody there to do anything about it. And yeah. he just shows, I think, a little bit too much. I think he shows a little too soon that he, what he's going to do. Doesn't get the ball high enough, and he tries to chip the keeper. And oh, unfortunately yeah. – yeah, I think you can be a little bit more um, –
1: Probably should have been a little more aggressive on that one. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying as a to be fancy. But you, know, I understand you've only got a, you know, you only got a split second to decide, am I going to try and go high or low?
0: Yeah, higher. Or to the side, I mean. Hey, and, man, uh, Indoor has got that in his, his tool yeah. chest. We've seen him do it before. We know he has that as a capability. Um, yeah. and, and he's impressive. Uh, and, and I trust whatever option he's going to take. But I will say – You know if you're that goalkeeper and you're in his mind he's thinking i'm up two goals you know i'm i don't need to be as aggressive i can kind of come at this ball as i need to and kind of eye you down and and see what's Mm going to happen and give you a little more opportunity to open up your hips and 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 check out which direction and and the keeper did that he didn't fully ever commit or go down to, to his body um in a way that would be conducive to you know scoring a chip goal like that and he because he's on his feet all it takes is just a right hand in the air so you air think and, a
1: door blinked blinked first in that sense
0: i do i do and i only think that, that because that keeper was a little bit more comfortable being up 2-0 you know so so you know and then then it keeps going and you know i, I had to i had to re-watch the game a couple times today um, especially right. this part but that the 33rd minute um, ball rolls out of, out of bounds, and the ref, who at this point has been just terrible. I mean, this has been an atrocious uh, effort for the ref. I mean, yeah. he, at one point, Endor gets his feet knocked out from under him pretty harshly, and the ref gives us the foul, so he, he calls the foul on, on Pittsburgh, um, and instead of warning the player who committed the foul, this is just out the, outside the box, he mm-hmm. walks up to Endor and says, maybe you stay on your feet next time. I'm thinking uh, to myself,
1: oh, would, you, would you give that us the
0: foul? Yeah, yeah I, that, you gave us the foul. Like, what do you mean? I, I, so, that was, I was itching my head there, and so again the 33rd minute and if you're watching on
1: stream you could near the uh during the second half you could hear the fans just clearly yelling at the ref
0: oh oh yeah we were yelling um i
1: think i think the announcer at one point said it's like yeah well at least they finally get their first home game at least the fans are getting to uh they're they're out their passion here
0: yeah we were (laughs) airing, we were airing. i'll tell you so 33rd minute and ball rolls out of bounds and I I watched every angle that is available on ESPN plus and I, I don't see what happened, but a, a yellow card gets pulled on Nelson Martinez. So I don't know if he uh, said something about the ref's mother.
1: I don't know what's oh, going yeah, the on. Seventh, that was the 17th minute, I believe.
0: Well, okay. Was it okay, fair enough?
1: Yeah. Um, I that was just, a little earlier in the game before the hard challenge you mentioned, but really? Okay. Little,
0: well, that's yeah. fine. And I mean, it's so Did you, did you see what, what it was that that caused it?
1: It was like a, it was a hard tackle. It seemed to be like a legal one, but that it, I think, you know, assuming my ref brain is going to say that it was because that the ball had left the guy's leg a half a second before the tackle was made. But (laughs) that's just, but that's just a post hoc justification. That might just be afterwards
0: yeah and I, uh, and then right. there
1: was the uh then there was the uh you know he got his second yellow forty fifth minute or Yeah. One yeah. Minute of and, of time, i should say
0: and so unfortunately you know that's a hard one to disagree with that's a that's yeah. a reasonable rep i think it was a silly play um by by nelson to to go he's running down the sideline there's no reason to commit to that kind of a foul and uh you're never going to win the ball there you're never that's never that's not a winnable there's no reason to go to your feet. Um, especially when, when he disrupted the play already. There. And I think he was just a little overzealous. And, yeah. and as a result, because of, for whatever reason, he got the first yellow, he, he's now forced off the field and completely exposing the rest of the team for the, uh, the final 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, and that was the other thing you could see in the second half. They tried to get up, but it's just, you know, they, had, they couldn't be as aggressive as they were in the first half. Cause they didn't want to get burned again for good reason.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, I, I can't recall. I think I recall something about Nelson. I can't, I can't recall. I think I recall Uh, something about Nelson uh, maybe having gotten a red card or, or maybe a a double yellow at some point last season too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe just gotta work on uh, work on making the decision on when to, when to commit and maybe when to lay back and, Take foot off the pedal, but man, he's a, he's got bags of talent, uh, you know. And, and it, it's any anybody can see what Coach Martin sees in him, what the organization sees in him. And he, I, I didn't think there would be anybody on that team that could that could really replace the productivity and passing that Jeremy Gray was putting on the field until I saw Nelson Martinez play in his role, and I thought this is the Nelson that was a staple last season you know during the 2019 season he was a huge part of it it was it was a, it was a great time his dad his family's always there you know at the games they're always fun to talk to you know <clears throat> we would always just we would talk you know uh, circles about how great their their, their son is and, and all the opportunity he has in the future in front of him
1: I think they were Man. at this game too weren't
0: they they were there yep they were at the game um absolutely I just you just say, man, that's that, Nelson. That's yeah. not the one. That's not the tackle to make.
1: Yeah, especially
0: yeah. not right there in stoppage time.
1: Yeah, um, fourth they did bring in Garay in the uh, first half uh, to sub Mel. Yeah. And uh, so
0: that was the 33rd minute. That's where I'm, yeah. I'm getting my my numbers mixed up. Your but,
1: timeline mixed up, but you've got the good sense, general sense, I think, of you know the frustration that uh, yeah. the players were feeling between the ref and you know also the expectations of their first home game, even if they were only like. Was it 630-something people in the stands? Uh, I, think,
0: I think it was actually south of 500. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if, if Timmy Mel got injured. Um, I don't think he was playing very well at that point. He got burned a couple yeah. times, looked a little confused. Um, I think – Fitness it, issue, honestly. Yeah, tactical maybe. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. Because he did uh, play in
1: that, and I think he played in the Louisville game, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he, him and him and Shane have been the the go to pairing on yeah. that back line. Um, but Shane, know, he's
1: been com- quite the trooper. I'll give him that. Yes, yes, he's he played has a, played the entire ninety in this game too.
0: Yeah, he, yep, absolutely. Um, he's been quite the Harry Hawkins for us this season. Um, so the the other thing I want to cover, honestly, there's really not much to unpack from the the second half. There's there's yeah. two, there's the one thing to say is that Endor scores a goal. Um which is unquestionably a goal in, in every, every level of the sport. But of course um, the, 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 the highlight, the MVP of the game, right. Was that referee and, and he calls it, <laughs> calls it a foul. It's, um, it's impossible. The ball wouldn't have gone in that direction toward the goal if it was a foul, but I guess uh, jumping is not allowed near the goalkeeper. So uh, don't ever <sighs> do that at door. Don't ever do that again. Don't jump. Don't jump near goalkeepers. We got to protect them. Yeah.
1: That. Don't have fun or try to fight for the ball. Yeah,
0: honestly, maybe we just <laughs> bubble wrap on the on the goalkeepers from here on out, and, and then <sighs> it'll never happen. I it, I, mean, I just couldn't believe. I I get the goalkeeper embellishing by all means; it's part of the game. But but ref, come on, bud. Like, what are you what, what are you watching? What are you watching? So I know, right? Ter- terrible. Um, yeah. and the last piece to yeah. unpack. Sorry, you gotta say something.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that again. My man of the match should probably have to be a Mustafa. He, okay very know, good because yeah just like he did uh, last game as a sub this game as a starter he just was went from zero to 60 just like that he just rushed yeah. down the right side made those cutting runs and was just so close to scoring or at least facilitating a score from the other guys who are coming forward so you'll, you'll get it cairo you are going to get that goal very soon yeah keep right that, same keep with indoor same with
0: indoor and that roads Um, so I've got a different man of the match than you, but that's okay. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to get to that last, but, uh, I, I I didn't do Cairo. I didn't do indoor, even though I think that they were the, they they had the best threats, the best opportunities. Um, but they're, they're essentially strikers that aren't scoring and it's hard. Um, it's hard in a game if you're not putting goals in it. That's ultimately that's your job. Right. And so it's, it's hard for me to do that, but you are right. I mean, Cairo, Cairo killed, man. He, he's fast. He's a threat. He, he, He's a must start, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But my uh, before I say my man of the match, because we, and then we'll we'll stop talking about these uh, these games. I, I gotta yeah. say the the interesting lineup uh, mix was was putting Pebo up in an attacking role, and I think uh, I think it worked wonderfully. Quite honestly, I think he's been providing some of the best service into the box. Um, he hasn't bagged that assist yet, but he's been putting a lot of good balls in. You know, anytime a, a strong ball is coming over the top or into the box it's either from from him or from Elvis um, I think he did great I don't think he has been to the same level he was last season on the defensive side so I kind of liked seeing him up in that attacking role I hope that's something we see more of if, if Farron is gone um, but that's there's that and then I'll, I'll really quickly I'll just say Ted Cudi Pietro that was my man of the match um, he just has you know speaking of bags of talent this guy's got I mean, grocery bags, just full of talent. And, and he yeah. must have to unpack them every time he gets out of his car. You know, he, the, he, the midfield role is just, he, he kills in it. He's got, he had like, I don't even know how many completed passes. He was just all over the place. He was great passing percentage. Uh, he had six, seven successful dribbles. That's hard to say. It's really <laughs> seven successful dribbles is what, I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's gotta be the most for any player all season. Um, he had some really good tackle sprinkle in there, one that probably was a foul, but he got away with it, so we're gonna count it um and, and yeah and, and and I think that I, he he's he's a youngster, but he's got some some leadership um and, and some some emotions you know when Endor had one of those misses, the first person to run up to him ran across the field, got in his face was 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 t k d he he you could see he was consoling him but he, he kind of had that like hey hey chin up let's get let's get going let's get back attacking you're gonna find the back of the net it was it was great to see um I, I think that there's there's leadership in him and uh, he's exciting it's exciting to see him I hope he's healthy we saw him go off for that cramp um yeah I don't know we'll, we'll see
1: mm-hmm. so all right. Well, yeah.
0: No more. No more. We're uh. Let's you know, just put those
1: two Dos Acero in the rearview mirror. Dos
0: Acero. Yeah. Okay. And, and onward, onward to,
1: to Hartford.
0: So real quick, um, you know, a, a thank you to uh, our sponsor, Loudon uh, Stampede. Loudon Stampede is the official uh, supporters group for Loudon United. Uh, they were out loud and and proud uh, at the game. Uh, against Pittsburgh, and and what they in each week, you know, they they take some time to to do a viewing party for or or event or something of the sort that's socially distanced and responsibly uh, conducted uh, at a various like brewery or location and whatnot. And so for this upcoming Hartford game, uh, I happen to know, uh, as I as I always uh, know a little ahead of time, that they are going to be at. Loudon Brewing Company, so we're gonna, hey. they're gonna be back there. Yep, for the in
1: Leesburg, right?
0: Yep, that's right in downtown Leesburg or just outside of downtown. But uh, Loudon Brewing Company, um, Phil, uh, their guy, he's he's great. He's always great, always great to us, and um, good guy to talk to, and and, and hooks up uh, everybody out there. So, so if you're if you're in the area, you want to watch the game Sunday night, uh, head to Loudon Brewing Company, have have a beer if you're uh, of the age that can do that, and uh, and heck yeah, you know, drive on. So. Yeah. So, yeah let's talk uh, let's
1: talk d c academy kids yep d c academy kids, and also happens to be uh, you know one happens to be starting a few games here and there for our guys on loud and uh, no 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 th- this time we're going to focus on a seventeen year old named Jacob green born march twenty third two thousand and three in uh, was it Crofton Maryland. Current, right. um, he was originally scouted as a midfielder, but um, he's been spending a lot more time both on Loudon and on the uh, youth national teams, playing uh, the wing back positions, either right or left, depending on where he's needed. Um, he's been he's had actually a few caps with the uh, under sixteen youth squad, believe it or not. Is that but, the US one? Yeah, the US uh, under sixteens so, playing I- with. Played a, he played in the uh, Czech Republic. He got his first start against uh, Venezuela's U- U16s, and, uh, and he also played Hungary. All this within a span of about four or five days in uh, May of 2019. That, that, that doesn't fun-
0: surprise me at all. Yeah. He's, he's super talented. He, yeah. I love the way balls will come out to him, and he just settles them down his chest and just moves the ball forward fluidly and, and links up with, with whoever's in front of him.
1: Yep, and he got his first official uh, start on the national international team at Venezuela game. And um, also a fun fact, he he was teammates with a couple other Academy kids who graduated to the first team with DC United, Moses okay. Nyman and Kevin Paredes. You might remember.
0: I remember them uh, very well. Absolutely. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to watch them play Uh DC United game coming up here shortly. Uh yeah.
1: It was, but yeah, a little fun fact. All three of them were starting on the same side uh huh. in that match against uh the Venezuela U 16s.
0: It was quite the DC Academy uh little pro- yeah. prospect game, I guess.
1: Indeed. Plus Paredes managed to get a penalty goal in the 47th minute, but that's a uh, that's another story. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh just a little aside. Back to Jacob, though, he's uh also been uh You know, he's also been traveling internationally, not just for the U.S., but he actually got invited to a Bundesliga youth academy to try out for a bit. Uh, Let's see, what was that team? Oh man! He got to try out at uh, FC Nuremberg. Nuremberg.
0: That's right. They might have been relegated last year,
1: along with uh, goalkeeper JT Harms, who was on the U17s.
0: Okay. Um, very good.
1: Yeah. For whatever reason, uh, Jacob didn't stick around, and he uh, came back to the U.S. and the DC United Academy. And uh, in 2019, he uh, was one of the, uh, you know, he's one of the inaugural uh, season for Loud United. You know, considering the team's only a year and a half old, but yeah. it still counts.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that he was he was starting on that. Oh, that that home that first home opener on August ninth of last year, I, I think I, I for some reason I, I I feel like I see him in that starting eleven, uh, that picture that we see all over the place. But uh, he's got a little longer hair now, I think. Is, is that is correct?
1: See, so, yeah, he did start. Let's uh, see, March it was the uh, March seventh game against the uh, Philly Union two in a two two draw. Yeah, very
0: good. He he must have been the opposite fullback position to Pebo I know Pebo started that game. That was yeah. that was a good defensive performance by everybody. everybody. Well, he was, well
1: he was technically on the bench. He wasn't in the game, but
0: ah, uh, I see. Okay. He still
1: has he still had a little way to go before he got his uh, before he became a uh, starting before he got a starting spot. But he did manage to get a few of those, if I recall correctly. Okay. I think it was August second. Oh, very good. Yeah, August second. He was there with uh, Dewey Lundegaard and Wheat in the back. Mm. uh against our mortal enemies, Hartford Athletics. Sorry. Turns I mean, out. Just let me back up from that. <laughs> yeah. And uh so yeah, having but having said that, uh, there's not as much to go on right now stat wise besides that. But he has been uh in the starting eleven for about two thirds of the uh for about two thirds of the times that he's been in the lineup. And uh he's gotten about three fourths of the minutes in those games where he has started. Yeah. Okay. so that's something so it's something to look forward to as he's uh going forward doesn't have much in the way of points yet i mean I guess that's sort of common for uh i guess that's sort of common for defenders they don't do not a lot of them do attacking, but he has gotten a handful of assists over his uh youth career okay. so you know something to look forward to you know when he becomes a wing back or not right full back. Or maybe they put him back in the midfield or see where that, like he was initially uh, you know, slotted, see if that happens, mm. uh, depending on how things shake out. But um, having said that, uh, I think we'll get another opportunity to look at him, especially if you're in College Park. In 2021, he's already announced a verbal commitment to join the class with the Maryland Terrapins oh. soccer team. So... For those of you in the area, that's uh, something to look forward to.
0: So, does that mean he'll leave us uh, for this partially through this season? Is that is that how that'll work?
1: I think it's next season, but next yeah. season, okay, well, that's fair.
0: Um, oh, okay, very good. Yeah,
1: he's he's joined the class of twenty twenty one or of that. So, I believe that that's what it's going to happen. But you know, with COVID nineteen, who knows how uh, every the. Uh, college athletes are gonna shake out especially in soccer getting less uh, attention than your football and basketball teams over there sure sure yeah Make so sure. yeah jacob green you go get him buddy
0: go get him i like it i like the research i like the uh the dedication to the academy spotlights each week yep. um they're always interesting I, I feel like i just sit here and i learn uh, as we go you know I, I look at these these kids uh differently each week when when i when i hear these that's it's cool to cool to hear
1: yeah. And who knows? Maybe he'll get like in the first round of the super draft if they still have that. <laughs> or maybe he'll come back oh, to DC yeah. United work? and join. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll, he'll come we'll, back to DC we'll... United and join his uh, buddies, Paredes and Nyman, on the team.
0: Perhaps, yeah. It's
1: interesting. I mean, as far as um, just a real quick aside, sure. from all I know is that um, it's kind of similar to uh, the baseball, in that you go into the MLS super draft, it doesn't matter which academy team, ret- whichever team drafts you has like the right of first refusal.
0: Mm.
1: And um, and uh, so, you know, it's like we've had pl- DC United had players from uh, New York Red Bulls Academy that have been able to, that have, uh, you know, had them on as honest trialists. Um, I think Joshua Wall was um, from the, what was it called? The Villages SC for a bit. Really? Uh, in between his uh, stints doing college uh, soccer. Yeah. Yeah, they, play, right. they float around a lot and there's nothing stopping, you know, there's nothing stopping MLS teams to my knowledge from uh, just, you know, making an offer in the college okay. off season. And just, if they take it, then they take it. It's how Donovan oh. Pines got here. He didn't have to go through the draft at all. And he was still oh, really? finishing up. Yeah. And he was still finishing up his college, uh, uh, his academic career at uh, Maryland himself. He wasn't oh, fully he was graduated yet when uh he signed the contract with the with the DC United.
0: That seems pretty broken, but uh, but hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: there. Yeah, sometimes the free agency rules in MLS and to a certain extent USL feels like you're playing Calvin Ball.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: whatever Don Garber says, and the and it can change from month to month. <laughs> well, so uh,
0: so we got that's another to wrap up, argument. Yeah. anyways. <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap up here soon. Uh, I think we're we're uh, we're proving. Uh, in in our third full week of this, that we're we're terrible at, at staying at that thirty minute mark, like we we intended to do. That's okay. Hey, okay, that just means listening. you're here with us
1: for a little yeah. longer. You get to hear our wonderful voices.
0: If, if you're still listening at this point, that that just means yeah, you know that exactly. You, you don't mind it being this long, and uh, you probably got a long commute because uh, otherwise, why are you listening? But no, I'm just <laughs> so um. You, real quick, you know we have a couple open segments usually to talk about some some just a couple of small things toward the end of each show, um. The first one, we we kind of try to dedicate a little bit to COVID talk. There's not a lot of updates on it, but a big shout out to, to Loudoun United and, and their staff. Uh, they had a bunch of great stuff all over the stadium, uh, informative stuff on what to do, wear to wear masks and how to do this and that. And um, they had sanitizing stations and, and everything all over the place. It was you know, it was is everything you would hoped it would be, um, and, and more. And, and you know, I even took some pictures of some of those signs. I, I think it was really well done. Um, and I think that anybody who might have been nervous going there probably left very comfortable. Um, so, so that was cool. And then, real quick, uh, little little USL uh, drama, a little league talk. Um, yeah. We won't we won't unpack this. We're not going to dump into it. But there's a rumor going around right now that that the Hartford uh, Philly game that was around the same schedule for around the same time, which was postponed, um, at the same time as our home game was postponed. And, and we uh, the initial assumption was that it was because of COVID. But turns out there's a little bit of drama going on. Um, there's a bit of allegations that the, the Hartford coach, who was the Southampton Academy coach. Righty-jighty. Um, yeah maybe he uh put his hands on a player or maybe uh, assaulted a player we're, we don't I look it's all speculation we're reading stuff on twitter we don't know the facts we're, we're not going to say the facts you're not going to hear him here um but that that could play a part in uh whether we play on sunday uh, against hartford whether we make that trip up there uh if they're still in under that investigation i, I don't know what it means but uh just put, putting that out there that's that is there and then One last thing.
1: August 10th, after a coaching session, head coach Raidi Jayidi, quote, violently grabbed, end quote, two players by the throat in front of multiple members of the team as he was unhappy with their performances in training. Also, reportedly, he has been verbally berating players and taunting them.
0: Yep. That's, that's, uh, if it was just if it was just had. the latter,
1: then I could understand if you know people just want to let off steam. That seems a bit much. But the violently grabbed by the throat part is uh, not good, especially if they're if well, well it's true on. that there are witnesses backing let's, them
0: up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not. I don't want to unpack this. I'm not. Hey, look, man. Let's let USL do their job and investigate. Let's let the pros that that, that that's their job to do. I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to get speculative. We don't know what is is happening up there. We just know it it forced. Uh, their team to postpone their match and we've got a match against them next so oh it could potentially impact impact that and that's not a big deal um we'll yeah. we'll cross that bridge but i gotta yeah. i gotta say one last thing before we wrap up uh tonight and that is um a big shout out to first time on the bench and first time getting playing time uh, uh, uh and a stellar performance for the time he got uh air momo um i might be saying that wrong but momo he he did a great job uh coming in at fullback and uh gotta give him a shout out stoked to see him get some playing time finally and i hope we get to see a lot more of it uh in, in the future
1: yeah it's good so, to yeah. hear it's good to hear
0: yeah so so thanks for tuning in everybody tonight um you know it, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to get you another episode uh and maybe after a, a win uh traveling up to hartford the uh, first place the yeah. second place hartford um who knows we'll see but um Either way, you know, it, we, we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen and, and tune in on each week and, and just, you know, listen to two fans ramble on about a team that we love. So, yeah.
1: Indeed. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in. As always, I am Adam Mendelovitz. And I'm Adam Davis. This is Two Loud Adams. Stay loud and united. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group
0: for Loudon United and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelowitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now.